And it's a very good afternoon on this beautiful Sunday afternoon uh, on the 13th of September uh, 2020. Uh, the sun's out, the people are out, the dogs are out. Uh, I hope the, uh, the cops are out. I hope the virus is in. <laughs> the cops are uh, out. But as always, my uh, great mate and uh, the the backbone of uh, making all of this come together for a couple of hours, the king of the dials and the king of the stings. It's my great mate, still uh, estranged from me in another studio, but good afternoon to you, Rutsy. And uh, uh, good afternoon, Scotty, and uh, happy Father's Day for last week. Yeah, uh, so do you. We took time. a break. Yeah, um, we, we did. We just, we just did a little freshen up. Well, we, we did. We had a few things to attend to from a family point of we view, did. so we did took a bit of a freshener. We did. And it was a lovely day, and uh, spent with family, great thing to be able to do. Yes. Totally now, agree. today, <laughs> as a result of that, we've got a tumultuous <laughs> amount of... Like a gigantic amount of content to get through. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to talk about uh, dyslexia uh, at the same time that uh, I've got a shipload of material. Yeah, correct. <laughs> I've, I mean, I've got a song about ships. I've got songs about oh. travel. I've got a whole travel segment today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Because we can't travel, so we've got to plan travel. So yep, I've been planning yep. a lot of travel. All the songs today will have a travel theme. Not an obvious None of my song lists are obvious, Scotty. Will it be time travel? It will be a whole gaggle of stuff. Gaggle and of stuff. we will have a bit of fun with that. Right. And we've got we've got so much stuff. I've got stories about hair. got stories about Trump talking about hair. Yeah. I've got stories. <laughs> that's, the, that's the Venus flytrap. The Venus flytrap hair star. Got up the top there. I've got stories about Japan. I've got stories about fishermen. Beautiful. I've got stories about toilet rolls. Yep. You've got stories about all... A cacophony of stuff. Well, let, let, just, about. just let me tease the audience, if I may. Then, um, so I'm going to have a little debate with you uh, about Mr. Tom Hanks, who has arrived on our fair shores uh, under uh, uh, different times. Let me suggest he hasn't brought two little dogs in oh, with him like that other clown, has he? Yeah, I don't know. I think that I think that's the least of that other clown's problems. To <laughs> be honest, got I reckon problems. he's got some other stuff to deal with. Uh, I'm going to talk. I, I've got a leak. Uh, from uh, yes, you from, did say from that. the other side of the globe about the sparkle, markle, parkle, debacle, debacle. <laughs> uh, so uh, I go no, and see uh, the gift that keeps on well, giving. Well, no, I got a little, uh, I, I got a little document that happened to uh, fall into my inbox, and uh, it's all, it's all about uh, it's all about the two of them. Ooh, good. Uh, so I'm just gonna I'll park that because it's worth spending some time. Is it juicy? Uh, oh, it's just hilarious. <laughs> actually, <laughs> even better. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about a ransom. I'm going to talk to you about a 62 year old. Python, I'm going to talk to you about something that's happened in the Amazon. We yes. Had, we, haven't had, we haven't had much material about we, the Amazon. We both we? saw this story, and yeah. whilst it's a tragedy, yeah. it's quite hilarious. You've got to be dead to be <laughs> stiff. <Yeah. laughs> uh, barbecues are coming under fire again, Russell. Oh, no, no. I, we, I thought we put no, this to bed, no, the petition. No, no, it's gone further. I'll talk to you about that. I'm it's fired up again, has it, Scotty? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It's under fire again. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Um... Uh, bionic eyes. We talked about bionic peepers. Bionic yeah, eyes. Yeah, it's been some amazing advancement in terms of uh, technology. Is that like the six million dollar man? Well, it's it sort of is, but you can actually see some of the apparatus that uh, might be involved at this stage. Lee Major. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who was married to Farrah Fawcett Major? Yeah. Well, yes, Farrah Fawcett who became yes. Farrah Fawcett Dash Major. And then uh, we also had the six million dollar woman. Well, the bionic woman. Bionic woman. Lindsay sorry, Wagner. Lee, 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 yeah. Now, the good sort in a day. Yeah. Lindsay Wagner. And, and, and a lot of the. So, what was her skill? He could run she, at about eight million miles an hour. She could hear. 
Oh, she, she had a cochlear ear implant that was like nuclear. She was uh, she was of the sonar. <laughs> she could hear things that you know beyond dogs. Uh, yeah, and he, mm. he could just run it. He could run and leap, an and he had a bionic eye. Yeah, that's that, right, and an arm. And an arm. And an arm, remember? Yes, yeah, that's so, right. so they wouldn't let him into the arm wrestling competition because he'd win. What else? Have I, I've got drug dealers in Facebook. I've got dyslexia, as I said. I've got something about a homegrown spy back in the 40s. Oh, good. You know, the, the, you know, that old black and white piece we've been doing in recent well, weeks. So there's a bit oh, more about like, that. It's a little three part series about oh, spies. I like spies. Uh, I'm talking about a $26,000 handbag um, mm. and its demise. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, Facebook again. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about ten ways they're using our data and without then, us knowing. Oh no, we should be knowing. It's, <laughs> right. it's frightening. Uh, I've talked about Molly Meldrum and some of Molly. his house guests. Yeah, the, I've been to Molly's house. Have you? I have. Really? Was yes. it full of Egyptian sculptures? It is. It yeah. is. Well, one particular guest he had uh, requested to go there because of the Egyptian sculptures. Oh, it's a remarkable house. Yeah. So anyway, he's been lovely a bit lonely uh, lately. I'm going to talk to you about uh, love letters and abbreviations back in the 50s. Right. Like, uh, you know, LOL and OMG. And You're liking this sort of back in time stuff. Well, there's... there's good. I mean, it's sort of everything old is new again. So yes. if the kids think they made up LOL and OMG... Oh, they've well, got another thing coming. sit down and be quiet because you didn't. Yeah. And I'll, I'll demonstrate to you oh. why. Um, Sum it up your old emoji. Yeah, well, it's almost yeah. a bit like that. Uh, and my two last pieces, uh, are, I've got some COVID facts. And I dug out, I, I just thought a little bit of interest, um, the best quotes, the 10 best quotes of all time. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I just thought we'll have a chat about those and who said it and you know, how does it resonate. And well, We might have to go till uh, 6 o'clock at this well, rate. I tell you what, we might, have <laughs> tell to, you. we might have to pinch the next couple of hours post 4pm at this rate. But uh, anyway, a very good afternoon to you. I don't think we told the listeners you are listening to Two, oh, the two, two Smoking, smoking Guns. guns. Uh, oh, Southern FM. 88.3. And if you uh, in any way are inclined uh, and you want us to send an SMS about uh, Rutsy's music or any of the topics we talk about today, uh, feel free. Positive uh, criticism, gladly yes, accepted. Yes, yeah, gladly accepted, uh, because the rubbish file doesn't get looked at. No. Um, <laughs> we've got a dump bin for that. Yes. <laughs> uh, so it's 0404 And I will be talking. Yep. Uh, I, I'm introducing a new segment, um, Scotty, and yeah. don't don't be scared. It's not okay. thoughts from the shower. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or dad jokes are or us. Or dad jokes are us. It's about travel. Yeah, and brilliant. something that I think we can all relate to the fact that we're not able to travel in Victoria at the moment. Yep. But what you can do is plan. So I'll be covering um, a, a region today, a, a, um, a country, in fact. Yes. <laughs> a region. A region. <laughs> um, a little region, a country called Italy. Oh, right. Okay. Now, I think just, a lot of just... people have know it, and I think a few people have been there. Yep. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. So yep. I welcome anybody who wants to... Tell me about their favourite towns and cities bit of a and sore, countries. Bit of a sore point in my house. In Italy? Oh, no, no, as soon as I raised it, I walked in here. Oh, you we'll, look grumpy. We'll, we'll park, no, I wasn't grumpy, but we'll park that. There'll be somebody throwing a brick at the uh, radio. Because you were supposed my, to be there, weren't you? Well, I think there's a fair chance uh, there were some plans around potentially going there, yes. Uh, but anyway. No, I was um, supposed to be in well, Portland. Meant to be in I was supposed Canada, to be. Right? Well, I was. Yes. I was supposed to be actually this weekend in Portland, Oregon. Oregon. Where all the bushfires are. Yeah. 
Well, just as well. It's probably saved your bacon. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Well, um, sit back, everybody. Uh, we're going to have a ripping good day today. As say, plenty of music, plenty to talk about, plenty of giggles uh, on this uh, bright and beautiful Sunday afternoon in Melbourne. And uh, it is a beautiful day. And I, I, that's what I've enjoyed this week. I've had a interesting week. We've all had good and bad yep. parts Tell of our week. Tell me about your week. Well, I, there were a couple of things I liked, a couple of things I didn't like. Right. Obviously, didn't like the obviously the situation we're in, and yeah. um, breathing my own breath all the time. Yeah, I did didn't like the way the Saints played against the Eagles. That was a particularly low point of the week <sighs> in our house. Yeah. But I did love springtime. Yep, and it's smelling beautiful out there. The yep. birds are singing, the blossoms are out. It's yep. gorgeous part yep. of the time. Great part of the year. There's a bit of bouquet in the air. There's a bouquet in the air. It's been beautiful. Swimming's good. The water's good. It's all warming up. Yep. It's not daylight today. Yep. And I've been planning with travel, which I've loved. Yep. And I've been listening to some great old music that I haven't listened to for a long time. You'll hear a bit of that today. Yeah, very good. So I've had a good week. And my week got better when I uh, when I picked up this little article about my favourite people. Apart from this show, my favourite show is the Could Have Been Champions. Oh, yeah, very good. And yeah, I've been listening days. to these guys on and off for yeah. 20 years, yeah, 25 years probably. Yep, correct. It used to be um, quite a thing when you used to go to the football. Remember when you could do that? And when the, foot- Va- when the football yeah. was played on a Saturday afternoon, remember that? Yeah, and it was a two o'clock bounce And it was a two o'clock bounce, remember that? two or something, yes. yeah. So the Could Have Beens would, would be on from 12 to 2, and you'd listen to them on yes. the way to the football the football in the day correct and um a great show great characters um great longevity but they used to have the uh the the, the call-ins the fake call-ins oh yes you know massive merv yeah, Moravin yeah, and digger it. yep and peter from peterborough and cliff from clematis and all yep. those great old, was he, was old diggers. The, the train noise? The cliff from Clematis? <laughs> was that when they used to play the train noise? They used to go, what's it like up there in Clematis? You'd go, wet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cold and wet. Cold and wet. And uh, there was a couple of rippers that was in the paper the other day. Um, they've put out a book yep. uh, and they've um, they've illustrated it with cartoons. Right. And uh, that'll be worth getting, I think. Yeah. Um, could time. have been champions 40 seasons. There you go. So wow. they've been around for a long, long time, these guys. Um, we've, so only got, we've, um, only, we've only got 39 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The self-described bunch uh, of song and dance men, as they were once described. Too funny. Um, they've outlasted Blue Hills on the radio, World of Sport. Uh, they're our most enduring and entertaining sport the program. Fo- the footy show? Yeah. done them by 15 So they had, they had this little interview. They had interviewed Peter from Peterborough and Digger oh, from Collingwood. Did they? So they... Um, they said, Digger, you've barracked for Collingwood for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> and you sadly suffered some tragedy. And Digger, Digger said, I can't do Digger's voice because I'm not that uh, talented. But he said, Digger says, my wife died after choking on a Fanta can at the 1970 Grand Final. Fanta can. When that other team, and I can't even say their disgusting name, came back in the second half. <laughs> like he's referring to the Carlton football. Oh, possibly. And to think there wasn't, and this is John Anderson. Uh, I think to think there wasn't another premiership for twenty years until nineteen ninety, and only one since then. And Digger, Digger goes, "What are you talking about? Collingwood won in 75, 77, 96, 99, 2007, 2009, and two thousand eleven. And he goes, "Hang on, North Melbourne won the first four in those years, and Geelong won the last three. And Digger goes, "My friend Elmo in the retirement home, and I, <laughs> Elmo, Elmo." 
Right. He, we watched the first four North Melbourne flags on black and white TV and pretended they were Collingwood. Oh, too. <laughs> and then he goes, the Geelong ones, we tipped the black and white television <laughs> on its side. <laughs> now, if my memory is... Anyway, he goes on to say, we should have won in all those years, but for the umpiring, they were disgusting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> goes, funny. And that's fine. And then they rang up uh, Peter from Peterborough. <laughs> If you remember him, yeah, he's uh, from the Western District, yeah, and right. he he went to the grammar. Went to the grammar. Went to the grammar. <laughs> and he's Peter from was Peterborough. He, was he a border? He was a border at the grammar. For, at the grammar. At the grammar. Right from the land, Western <laughs> District farmer. He said, "What does heaven and death look like to you?" He said, "Heaven is the long room at the MCG with a port and a cigar. <laughs> a port and a cigar. Hell would be Brighton Grammar winning the head of the river." <laughs> At that horrid, oh. horrid course up in the Gamby way, he goes on oh. to say. So that brightened my day when That's I read that gold. article. And I remembered the Could Have Been Champions. I used to have oh, yeah. cassettes of theirs. Did you? Back in the days when a cassette was a thing. Yeah. With all those callers. And that's all it was. Hello, you're talking to Tony on the... You know what? Yep. That was fantastic. And then... Great uh, memories. With Greg Champion... And doing, Singing his songs. Doing his songs. Oh. I mean, how good were they? He's a genius, Greg Champion. Well, I'll tell you what. Love I, him. What I... Uh, what anyway, I also enjoyed, that brightened my day. Yeah, I, well and truly. What I also enjoyed were uh, people would actually send him songs that they'd written oh, to yeah. a tune and he'd play them. You're very clever. So there's some clever people out there as well. So. The other thing that brightened my day, and yes. just apropos absolutely nothing, I think I was doing a lot of travel stuff and I just came across this, um, you know, you used to make, um, well, you probably don't do it anymore, but you used to make road trip cassettes. Oh, yeah. I don't know if people were, yeah. you know, I've probably lost half the listening audience now. Yeah. Talking about cassettes, but yeah. used to make cassettes for road trips with road songs. Yeah, you know. Now you probably just MP3 it and do a soundtrack and all that. Well, you just talk to Siri and tell her, tell her, Siri, tell her play, me, play, play me Aussie road trip songs. Yeah, this was the list of ten. And I like these. Yeah. I'm, for once, I was in full agreement. Do we have ourselves a convoy? We have ourselves <laughs> a top ten road trip songs, Aussie songs to listen to on the road. Yeah. And the first one, of course, is Great Southern Land. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Bye. Ice House. Go on oh, Ice, Ice House, that one. Oh, yeah, great song. Sorry. And the second one I love, Sounds of Then by Ganga Jang. That's a great song. Yep. Love that. Then they went with Don't Change by NXS, their best yeah, song. Yep. By a mile. Yep. Solid Rock. Yep. By your mates, Goanna. Yep, Goanna. Sorry. They went with Power and the Passion by Midnight Oil. You could have picked any, yep. any of a dozen. Yep. Um, Down Under Men at Work. Don't like it, but it's included. Mm, just catchy. Big Jet Plane by oh, Angus yeah. and Julia Stone. Oh, I love yeah. that song. Yeah, I love that song. That might get a run yeah. today. Oh, yeah, go <laughs> on. Get a Play run. that today. That'd be Walking good. on a Dream, Empire of the Sun. Yeah, by the Very sun. good yep. song. Yeah, good man too. Um, and these, da- oh, I missed one. The Less I Know, The Better by Tame Impala. I, I know it, but I, I could have put others in. And then they finished with These Days by Powderfinger. Oh, okay. Oh, yep. oh. yeah, yeah. Yep. Speaking of which, uh, they're trying to entice the boys out to play at the grand final, the Powder Finger Lads. Yeah, but they, they won't budge. Yeah, they're not no, budging. They're... They've offered them one brick. Have they? Mm. Each one brick <laughs> to really? come out and play, and they're saying, "No, no, give it to give it to the youngies." Really? I reckon if they up it to one point one bricks, they might rethink that. That's Seriously, a, it's a lot a, of money to play of, for. It's a lot of coins. Ten minutes, twenty six minutes. Correct. Yeah. Well, because I think I was reading. Um, the, the break normally sort of runs for about 20 minutes, but they're now going to make it 26 because there's going to be, in terms of the gear, that they need to bump in and bump out. So, um, Scotty, um, I hope they don't get rid of the grand final half-time sprint. 
Oh, do you reckon they're going to have that? I hope so. It's a highlight. Yeah, it's, it's right up there with uh, the stool gift. <laughs> it's when all the all the players who aren't playing in finals get one last last chance to have a run. Yeah, and, and you get a bloke from your team, and and he runs his pants off, and you go, "Why couldn't you have done that during the year?" <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Oh, too funny. Uh, nah, very good. Well, over to you, champion. Righto. Well, uh, I can talk to you about. I tell you what, I want to start with yeah. is. Um, and I know we don't really want to talk about COVID very much, but no, uh, not at all. Um, Over it. Uh, we've got all these protesters in at the Vic Market today. So all I'm going to say is, go home. Go home. Do us all a favour. We're going as well as we can. Just go home. Uh, anyway, that's the first and last piece that we are going to talk about um, COVID. Mm, so um, good. Now, where would you like me to start today? Because um, I, I've, I, I mean, I'm just I'm swimming and almost drowning. In uh, in material uh, for us to to chat about. What about we start with uh, this one? Sort of got under my, under my skin a bit. Tom Hanks. Yeah, well, talk me through Tommy. Okay, so Tom, well known came, actor, came here at the start of the year. Been in a good few good yep. few films. Brilliant, you know. He's um, uh, he's been in a stack of good films. Very good actor. Love watching him. But he came here in uh, early in the year with his wife. And he contracted COVID, and he had to quarantine, and they sent him home. He's now back. Now, I'm not suggesting for a minute that he's still got COVID. What I'm uh, asking the question about is, we can't get people to be able to go to a funeral to say goodbye to their their loved ones, and he can come in. But he can just want in. And the and and the reason and rationale for letting him in, it brings money. Well, so does letting people sort of travel and move around a bit and support businesses and you know, little markets and cafes and restaurants and bars. And Is that the rationale? It's the fact that it generates money. Now, I, uh, is that generating the money once the thing's made or the fact that it's just Tom Hanks and he's a superstar and we just have to let him in? It's ridiculous. So... Uh, I didn't realise. I'm giving a... I'm is giving he coming a, into Queensland? He's or? in. He's, He's already here. You got here about three or four days ago. Oh, so they've got different uh, rules, haven't they? Haven't they? Well, but not from overseas. But not from overseas. Hmm. So I, I don't know. But I mean, I I don't want to hear the rationale and reasoning being, oh, it's all about money. Um, when we've got people dying every day and people can't go and see them, we've got people in isolation and on ventilators and God knows what. No, I'd anyway, um, I'm not. Hap- I'm not happy about that. Um, so anyway, that's a bit of a uh, sledge to the Queensland government, who have been so good for so long and have uh, effectively saved the AFL this year. Really, certainly have. Um, and uh, the fact that you know when we've lost the grand final down here, and we're going to have it up there. But I mean, I heard, I think I heard yesterday they've moved it now to seven thirty start, so it's going to be a full on night grand final. But it'll still be light here because we'll have daylight saving by then. I think, uh, I think that kicks in just before the. Uh, I think it's 7.30 our time, 6.30 their time. Oh, is it? Yeah. 7.30 our time? Yep. Okay, so it'll still be light here, but it'll get dark up there at about quarter time, half time, won't it? Ish. Yeah, I think so. so. Mean, by the time the entertainment comes on. starts in twilight. Yes. So yeah. by the time the entertainment comes on, which we've been barking about for years down here. Sky, uh, hello, fireworks don't work during the day. Can I just put <laughs> that out there? Um, is there nothing better? And I'll tell you, and I watch it with envy every year, the NRL. I, I, you know, I know they've got their issues from time to time. 
but they do it right every single time. They get the entertainment and, right. You know, the the the. I reckon the, our product's better than their product. Yeah, uh, I don't disagree with that for in uh, at all. But I tell you what, their their game is a package for the grand final. Yeah. Uh, we live in their shadows. I'm yeah. sorry, um, Mr. McLaughlin, but we do. Um, uh, so, so, what I'm going to get you to do, I'm going to go to break. You're going to play some music? I'm going to go to a break and I'm going to play a song. But when you, when we come back, yes. thanks. It's interesting met Mr. Hanks, but um, yeah. I'd like to hear more about my friend Sparkle. Sparkle. Oh! I've got the leak. So I'll play a little break because we're duty bound to thank the great people that keep this radio station alive and on the air. Yep. Um, And we'll be back after the break. Talk soon. Stand by. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block outlines, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502-1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM Sponsor. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. Hey, I'm Matty Ryan. I'm Caitlin Bassett. I'm Alex Deminor. These are extraordinary times. The presence of COVID-19 means that each and every one of us is facing our toughest ever opposition. And although we stand apart, if we work together as a team and play by the rules, we'll soon get back to playing and watching the sport we love. We need your support now more than ever. So let's play by the rules. Wash your hands and listen to advice. If we play by the rules. If we play by the rules. We'll all get through this together. You might want coronavirus to hurry up and be over, but for June, recovery is slow. I'm fearful of um, brain damage. I have um, a weakness all down my right side. I have nerve damage in my right hand. I'm hoping that my balance improves. It's a terrible disease. Please play your part. For details, go to vic.gov.au forward slash coronavirus. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. Southern FM. The sounds of the Bayside.
Oh, Scotty, the B-52s. I love the 52s. Oh, I love the 52s. They, uh, I was going to say. They make you happy every could, time you well, hear could, of 52s. I could also, at the same time, I could also hear the Love Shack sort of going on on the oh, other side of my they're brain. Great. They're a great band. Ripping. And how good was the film, some of the film clips? Oh, really crazy. Yep. Crazy was, guys. Uh, they were magnificent. But uh, no, if that doesn't get you up and about on a sunny Sunday afternoon, then um, it's all over for you. And in, <laughs> in a very, very tenuous theme about... About getting out, roaming around the world, roaming, that's right, traveling, doing all those sorts. That's of things. That's it. I love the, uh, I love the, uh, the reference there that it wasn't specifically travel, but it was about roaming. It was a nuance. So, yeah, was a, a nuance is that, is that the word? Is, I, is that the word that didn't come to me? Yes. <laughs> now, it's not like me. <laughs> I've got a right royal. Leak. I want to hear you, this story. You've been chomping at the bit for me to get to. This, I do. So I was love just, my uh, Markle stuff. I, I really like. I it. I was trolling through my emails during the week. And uh, you know, I know a couple of people around the world in sort of different uh, in different parts, and um, you know, we, we occasionally uh, get some nice information from bit, bits and pieces. We used to have our old mate who used to send us some stuff from uh, uh, South, South Africa, out of Africa, yes. out of Africa. We used to have, so uh, we might need to find Phineas. What happened to him? To Phineas, Phineas well, Fogg. Yeah, I think. Well, I think Phineas. Uh, I think he got captured right. at one stage, and <laughs> so uh, gone undercover. I, yeah, I, I haven't heard from him for a little while. Um, uh, but I'll, I'll I'll send out the uh, I'll send out the smoke signals. Send out the Tom Tom drums. <laughs> and, and see if I'll we can see raise if we the can phantom raise Phineas and see what he's up to. But let that now just sit down and 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 enjoy every minute of this one. So um, this is a right royal leak. So uh, there's actually a little group that uh, look after uh, Megzy. And um, and uh, Hazza and, Blue- and Bluey, Hazza, yeah, Bluey, <laughs> Bluey. Yeah. right? Um, and uh, if you, you wish to engage them, there's a specific form that you need to fill in, and it's like an application. Where do you get the form? Well, Scotty? I don't. I want to. I want to apply to me. So them. it's called a virtual event request form. A virtual or, uh, event yeah, request so form. Anyway, okay. so whether that means they they're virtually there or virtually not, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so um. Uh, so this is actually um, uh, laying out the rules of, of governing their new careers as public speakers, um, and these these are the grounds on which you can engage them. So this isn't where you go to celebritiespeakers.com. dot com. Uh, no, this is uh, this is probably a little bit tougher than that, right? Uh, okay. But probably not too much tougher, right? Because um, they could probably do with the coin, you yeah. Know, possibly. I think, I think their price Any, tag's probably just a little higher so, than. Say, yeah. you know, there's, <laughs> there's a little reference in here. Just let me share this with you. Good. It's, it's quite, it's quite Take good. Take me through it. Um, so uh, it's it starts off. Uh, Thank you for considering Megan and Harry uh, for a public speaking engagement. Payments will be around one million dollars a speech. <laughs> around the royal couple uh, who want to inspire others to be uh, as socially aware as they are will require a payment of around ten thousand dollars a word up front. A word <laughs> in a Swiss offshore bank account. <laughs> uh, those introducing the couple must have reputations as visionaries and will need to be willing to appear for free. <laughs> so they make the call. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No one else Oh, does. yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, Megan and Harry require a list of guests, names, social media um, reach and income bracket for all audience members. <laughs> Those from disadvantaged backgrounds will uh, receive a, a preference from this socially minded couple as long as they pay the same as everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there'll be no mention of the following. Uh, Mexit, their feud with the British press, or their court action against uh, free speech. 
But if paid enough, Megan will talk about the pain of her relationship with her father, and Harry will talk about losing his mother, extra payment required for tears, and upcoming book extracts. (laughs) Oh, it's just gold. Uh, If required, Megan could draw on her Vogue Vogue editor stint and share stories from her left-wing woke celebrity friends who will remind others of the need to be self-aware and humble. (laughs) The couple could also talk about the need to save the planet and watch every footprint and can arrive by private jet to specific locations for appearances. Watch every footprint. Yeah, and arrive by private jet. Uh, They can also talk about the need to combat the institutionalised racism of their colonial past, make sure you use royal titles when introducing them for this speech, if paid enough, through her charity arm, Megan will talk about how she aims to be real in everything that she does. Call today and hear one of the world's most famous women talk about how she doesn't have a voice as a woman of colour. Learn about how to monetize royal titles through TV deals. And listen to this famous pair shine a light on hardship via a link from their $24 million Santa Barbara mansion. Um, when negotiating, please remember to use gender-neutral pronouns and address Megan first to reverse centuries of women's discrimination. Megan and Harry, the world's first biracial billionaire power couple are here to inspire you to live a better life today. Call now. <laughs> that is gold. How good is How that? How good is that? Hey? Uh. So they're the rules of engagement. If you want the Markle Sparkle debacle to uh, come and, uh, you know, talk to your clients at your Christmas lunch, <laughs> you better have some deep pockets, an airstrip, um, and some pretty clever people around you, and possibly a lawyer. <laughs> Definitely. All, all the above. What about when it costs them to crash a Zoom party? Oh, can you imagine? So uh, there we go. Uh, just uh, a little uh, little piece. One of my insiders gathered for me and uh, sent down the line. So they're the they're the official rules of engagement. I like that because there's a couple of people on this show that uh, keep on giving on. You know, they're like the gift that keeps on giving. Well, Markle's one of them. I was thinking about the gift that stopped giving. Who? Andy. Yeah. And he's just got... Now, th- now he's gone to ground. That, but the, the whole thing... But it's all about to come out. The whole thing's gone to ground. The whole Epstein it? thing's coming out. Right. Because they had to... With the Ghislaine, oh, Maxwell, yeah. Yeah, going yeah. to court, yeah. she tried to... What do you call that when they... Suppress? Uh, suppress. Thank you. Mm. Um, and they said, no. No suppression of evidence. Uh, so it's all going to come out. Okay. So watch this. Right. This will be content for us so through till Christmas. So there'll be more photos of Andy in his, oh. un- in his undies? Yes. <laughs> with, 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 the, uh, with the Union Jack undies on oh, or yeah. something? There's a lot more to come. Oh, love it. But there's a couple of others that uh, keep keep uh, keep on giving, and um, Pete Evans is one. Oh, is this the bloke that said he could, <laughs> he, he could cure cancer with an orange or something? Or? With, with some stuff that he bought at Bunnings. Oh, that's right. Um, Rat poison. The AMA... <laughs> Um, that would be the medical uh, Australian Medical, medical Association. Association. Correct. Right. Just testing your grasp of right. acronyms. They've taken aim at him, and their publisher from promoting him as the number one selling Australian health author. Oh come on! <laughs> How's the poetic license? He going? claims he's uh, he's he's in the anti-vax camp, right? And he's he's in with these other clowns. And he called COVID nineteen a, a scam, and you know he reckons social distancing will make you sicker than. Getting COVID and all this stuff, so he's got he's full of um, full of his own self importance. Just a pill. He's got a lifestyle book coming out next week, and the AMA president, Dr. Omar Korshid, said, 
I quote, this is a great line. Don't buy it. <laughs> Pete Evans should stick to writing cookbooks and leave the health advice to people who have actually studied science and medicine at university, not via Google. <laughs> Nice. Ka-ching, ka-chang, bang, goes Dr. Omar. And then he goes on to give him another. He's given him the left hook. Now he's giving him the right cross. Oh, yeah. If someone who compares COVID-19 to Barney the dinosaur and calls three of the most notorious anti-vaxxers heroes Uh. and can be Australia's leading health author, then I've still got a chance of running out for the West Coast Eagles in the grand final, oh, Dr. Caution oh, said. That's funny. So I just love that. That's He's funny. had a real whack at him. Now, this, this Evans the Joker, you see the same one uh, several weeks ago, and it might have even been on um, 60 Checkbook Minutes. Um, uh, was he the one that came out and said, if I'm not here soon, it won't be of my doing. Right. He's he, got came, a he came out. He, ba- he basically theory. thought that he uh, that someone was going to come and nobble him. So, yeah. so um, and and so left hook, right cross. Yep. Now this is the uppercut. Yep. To finish off. Yep. Said this Evans will be a TKO. This is a TKO. <laughs> so Evans has used his social media following, garnered <sighs> through his media career as a television chef, as a platform to give the most extreme anti-vaccine campaigners, you know. With, you know, perpetuating the scientifically debunked, non-existent link between measles, mumps and rubella and autism and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, so Dr. Covid, he's gone. It's ironic that his latest book is called Heal. It's hard to heal a baby with whooping cough or a young adult with men- meningococcal disease, and you're certainly not going to do it with a $15,000 lava lamp or by staring into the sun. Oh. You're only going to be able to do it by ensuring enough people are going to be vaccinated are vaccinated. So bang, TKO. That's a AMAV yeah. Evans. That's a uh, that's a Babe Ruth home run oh, baseball bat to the head. Like to, like to make said doctor. He's I tell you what, a lot of common well, sense. Uh, well, and he's what, obviously a West Coast Eagles fan. Why don't we get Pete on? Why don't we interview Pete? Pete, if you're listening, uh, you're free to uh, you're free to call us. Bring uh, your lava lamp, or, or um, you know, you can email us and we'll set up a time. Um, we'd love to have a chat. <laughs> Give him any more airtime? Uh, do I don't know. Might just be uh, just uh, easy. Fodder. <laughs> so, um, Gifter keeps on giving though, because he right. can't keep his head out of the paper. Yeah. And uh, uh, there's another bloke because um, it's firmly in the sand. Uh, after you, after after we um, we take a break in a minute. Right. In a little while, I'm going to take you through some um, some of my favourite Trumpy quotes oh, later on. Speaking put... of the, speaking of the man that keeps on giving, oh, doesn't he ever? It's been a mad year, hasn't it? Um, with everything that's going on this yep. year. Do you ever stop Nuts. to think about, given that we've got to September? Um, and it's been as mad as it has. Yep. What other mad things could happen in the last three months? Wow, question without notice. Yeah, I know. Uh, what's the worst thing that can happen? Uh, we'll lock down until uh, the first of January. I've got a couple <laughs> that you may or may not agree with. Yeah, I'll I'll have to think about. Given some that it's you... been this crazy, yeah. I reckon aliens could invade Earth. Oh, that could be a thing. Are they not... That would push COVID off the front paper. Are they, not, are they not here? Well, that's a very good question. There's been a little bit about that I've seen recently. There's pictures and spaceships and things I've seen and strange um, walking things on Mars and the moon. And... Neighbours could get cancelled after 35 years. Oh. 
That would be a tragedy. Well, I don't know. The neighbours on the left and right of me, they've been cancelled in this current environment. So. The, the but cr- 35, oh, right, neighbours as in TV show yeah, neighbours, yeah. right? The only other thing I was thinking of that could make COVID more annoying is if every time someone said COVID, the crazy frog theme oh, got played. Could you imagine? <laughs> Oh mate, I'd, 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 I'd go over a bridge and I'd be stopping halfway. I reckon. And I was talking to someone about this the other day. He loves Just music as much as I do. They said, "The uh, wouldn't it be sad if Nickelback ended up as the only band able to tour because their music held COVID nineteen immunity?" <laughs> <laughs> Apropos of nothing, oh. which I thought was quite hilarious. Um, and the only other crazy thing that could happen this year, Scotty, yeah. is that Donald Trump could get re-elected. Oh, um, <laughs> it's a strong chance. There's, but the problem is, there's every chance. There's every chance. Yeah. Well, so anyway. There, there was something the other day about, uh, he, he was rabbiting on about um, voting twice. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what that was. And the mere fact that it was even uh, sort of came out of his mouth, I went, I just can't even go there. Oh, yeah, just right. can't even go so, uh, there. You've got some quotes by yeah, you, we'll do. We'll not? take a break. All right. And then we'll come back. Got and to come and I've got sh- a couple of Don- got- Trumpisms. You've got to share those. A couple of Donnies. Come on. <laughs> okay. Righto. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block outlines, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 95021414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. Imagine never having seen the faces of your children. That was a reality for Thol, a Cambodian woman who went cataract blind when she was younger. Now imagine her being able to see her child for the first time. Imagine the joy on her face. We call it the Fred moment. And all it can take is a $25 donation to the Fred Hollows Foundation. If you'd like to make a Fred moment happen, then please donate at hollows.org today. Oh, hi. Nice day for a walk and a chat, right? We've been discussing organ donation, which I think is something we should all be talking about more. There's more people alive in Australia today because of organ donation, which is a great reason for more of us to say yes to donation. So why not register today at donatelife.gov.au and talk to your family and friends to tell them you want to be a donor. This project is sponsored by the Organ and Tissue Authority. You made me cry. Hey, Jude here. Clearly, retro is cool. I know something about love. So let's take a trip through some fab retro music. We'll revisit the soundtrack of our lives. (laughs) Stay a while with me, Judith. Mondays 11am here on 88.3 Southern FM. Be there or be square. Over bridge of sights. And look, tune into that show because um, I've had occasion to um, have the dial on Southern FM on a Monday morning, and it's a yep. very, very good sh- bunch of shows. There's the great Cole, of course. He's got his, he's got a show on, and the then skipper. That, that retro star, uh, star Wild show. That's a belter. Yep. If you Is want it? to hear some beauty, beautiful old music, it's great, All right. good fun. There, there um, now, before the break, we were talking about uh, the Trump master. 
My stop. <laughs> and um, in case you haven't noticed, there's an election on in America in a little while. It's all over the papers. Is it, it's it's November, isn't it? It is November, yeah. and yeah. it's uh, right. Trumpy versus Joe Biden, and um, it's neck to neck coming down the straight in the Kentucky Derby. And this whether he gets up or not has nothing to do with um, him as a person. It's just due to the system. Yep, that's right. You know, as, as we know, well, he, he only got in last time because it's uh, non-compulsory voting there. They've got to get them to turn up, they got, yep. then they've got to vote and all that sort of stuff. And then he so. said he had a nice life before he became president. He didn't want to become president. He didn't. He was, oh, okay. No. I will if I must. So um, I just, I just want to make sure that, um, not that we vote here in this country, but people need to be aware of what they're getting because I've got here uh, his... His views that have collected over a little period of time on a range of topics. Do you have some isms? I have some Trumpisms. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and they're not meant to be funny. Um, I think they are. <laughs> but they shouldn't be. They should be very scary. What wasn't the intention? It's not the intention. To be it's hilarious? Very scary, man. Scary. It's a border control. So clearly, I will build a great, great wall on our southern border and I will have Mexico pay for the wall. Mark my words. That was in his campaign rally. Yeah. He started to build the wall, but Mexico aren't paying for No, it, right? I wouldn't have thought so. He's gone September 11, a tragic day. I think I could have stopped it because I have very tough illegal immigration policies. <laughs> That's what he's gone with. Yeah, okay. On women. Maybe he should have checked the pilots. Not, not his strongest suit, you know, his, his women, not, not his strongest suit. Uh, I will be phenomenal to the women. I mean, I really want to help women. <laughs> That's his policy. Yeah. Uh, on global warming. It's really cold outside. They're calling a major freeze. Weeks ahead of normal. Man, we could use a big fat dose of global warming right now. Oh, my gosh. Then, on the same topic, the concept of global warming was created by and for the Chinese in order to make U.S. manufacturing non-competitive. Oh, my God. (laughs) He's great. Uh, and on China, because he loves China, on the greatness of America. Our country's in trouble. We don't have victories anymore. We used to have victories, but now we don't have them. When was the last time anybody saw us beating up, let's say, China in a trade deal? They kill us. I beat China all the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. He's, He's mad. He's just the most delusional individual that's walking this planet. Oh, yeah. Just... Um, I, and he's I, gone on why people would vote for him. Yeah. To be blunt, people would vote for me. They just would. Why? Because maybe I'm so good looking. Uh, on making great America great again, that was his campaign yeah, slogan, yeah. if you don't recall. Make America. He said, that line, great. make America great again, that phrase, that was mine. I came up with it. That was mine. About a year ago, I kept using it. Everyone kept using it then. Right. They were loving it. I should, I should have copyrighted it, he said. The let's make America great again was one of Ronald Reagan's most well-known campaign slogans. Is that right? So he's claimed that. There's a couple of things here that just don't bear repeating on the radio on Hillary Clinton's very, very sad stuff. Why he's the right candidate. I'm the most successful person ever to run for the presidency by far. No one's ever been more successful than me. I'm the most successful person ever to run. Ross Ross Perot isn't like me. Romney, I have a Gucci store that's worth more than Romney. (laughs) Seriously. On sharing his financial success. I love this one, Scotty. I look very much forward to showing my financials because they are huge. (laughs) (laughs) On his intelligence. Sorry, but my IQ is one of the highest, and you all know it. Please don't feel so stupid or insecure. It's not your fault. 
Because he he claims to be an expert on everything, finance. You know, he's he knows so much about medicine. He thinks he he should be a doctor. I think Viagra is, is wonderful if you need it. He said. If you have medical issues, if you've had surgery, I've just never needed it. Frankly, I wouldn't mind if there was an anti-Viagra, something with the opposite effect. I'm not bragging, I'm just lucky. <laughs> oh, He's mad. Strike a lot. On, on romance, he goes, certain guys tell me they want women of substance, not beautiful models. It's just because they can't get beautiful models. <laughs> he goes with... He's out of control. On marriage, this is when he was with the other one. I would never buy Ivana any decent jewels or pictures. Why give her negotiable assets? <laughs> uh, last time I checked, she wasn't deaf. Um. Uh, just a couple more because they get the funny. On the presidency, your quote, I love my previous life. I had so many things going on. This is more work than my previous life. I thought it would be easier. <laughs> Play a bit more golf or got a few more meetings to go to. Or This is his stance on immigration two years ago to the White House meeting. Why are we having all these people from shithole countries coming here? Oh, <laughs> That's his policy. God. And my two favourite ones, which is his relationship with Kim Jong-un. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's new best buddy. He's in Why would Kim Jong insult me by calling me old when I would never call him short and fat? <laughs> I try so hard to be his friend and maybe someday that will happen. What? No, he hasn't called him short and fat. He's just called him the Rocket Man. <laughs> just <laughs> and he, then the last one I've got is North Korean leader Kim Jong Un has just stated that the nuclear button is on his desk at all times. Well, someone from his depleted and food-starved regime better inform him that I too have a nuclear button, but it's a much bigger and more powerful one than his, and my button works. <laughs> And there's a there's pages of this stuff, but it's almost really? just, uh, just cry cry your eyes. Well, out actually, I actually I saw some vision of uh, of his desk in the Oval Office, and it has got a big red button on it. Yeah, you know what it's for? What's it for? He presses it, and a bloke comes out of the wall with a Diet Coke, <laughs> <laughs> puts it on his desk. It's no joke. It's the I, Coke button. It's the it's the Diet Coke button. Uh, now I actually Trumpy. Now, I actually found a little bit more Trumpy stuff that I'm not sure whether I sent you recently, but uh, this is uh, Donald Trump in Preschool Apprentice. Um, I might just see if I can, might have to sort of sidle up to the microphone and uh, we'll see, we'll give this a run, but uh, uh, stand by, this is uh, somewhat amusing. Right. Welcome back to another edition of the Preschool Apprentice, okay? Today, the teacher taught us about puzzles. I was very puzzled about the puzzles, and so they had me puzzling about the puzzles, puzzles. And I was, quite frankly, so disturbed, I didn't know how to do it. She said, you take these little pieces, and you put them with the other little pieces, and they make a picture. They bigly make a picture. I said... I don't believe you, I don't believe you, but believe me, believe me, we tried, we tried very hard. I've never tried so hard at a puzzle. I don't understand what these are. You take the little whole thing and you put it in the other little whole thing, and they're supposed to go together and make a picture, but I couldn't do it, I really couldn't. I got all three puzzle pieces, I got three puzzle pieces completely put together, and uh, it's a four-piece puzzle, I couldn't put the last piece, I didn't know what to do with it, but we got three out of the four pieces, so we'll consider that a very big success. Uh, it wasn't 100%, but it was completely, completely more than half. 
<laughs> so if that doesn't uh, just uh, add a little bit more weight to your wonderful uh, quotes by uh, said uh, leader of the free world who may be coming uh, again, uh, there's a whole bunch of me. there's a whole bunch of nightclub ho- uh, night show really? hosts and comedians in America that want him reelected oh, again. <laughs> so they give four more years. Yeah, of there, 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 there is. Uh, there's quite a few of them that are very good at doing him. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, and he doesn't like it. Doesn't like it. <laughs> I don't think he likes That's it. why they kept doing it. I don't think he likes it one little God. bit. Yep. Now, um, can I share this one with you? Because um, this is probably straight off the back of stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, lovely segue. Uh, I just caught a little piece uh, during the week about a $26,000 designer handbag. Right. So, <clears throat> she ain't cheap. That's not a euphemism for a, 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 a uh, husband or something uh, like that. This is no, an actual no, bag that holds is, cosmetics and actually a handbag, nail files and, and things. And it's made of alligator skin. Mm. Okay. Oh, that, it, is it illegal? Uh, well, uh, not necessarily. Right. But under these circus pants... Um, <laughs> The alligator skin has been the alligator. Uh, sorry, the handbag made of alligator skin has been confiscated and destroyed mm-hmm. by customs officials after its would-be owner failed to buy a seventy-dollar permit for its importation. <laughs> <laughs> Into which country? Might, uh, might so uh, this was coming into Australia. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was coming from... Please say American. Uh, no, it, uh, it was purchased from a uh, Saint Laurent boutique in France. Oh. So, uh, so I would think that you go up the Champs-Élysées yep. and uh, you turn left at Concord Square and uh, you would find a Chanel and a DSA Saint Laurent boutique. Yep. Um, masked by all the Ferraris and Lamborghinis and Bugattis. <laughs> so you can't see the front of the shop. Uh, yes, so purchased uh, by, by a boutique, uh, from a boutique in France, was seized at Perth Air Cargo Depot by Australian Border Force officers on suspicion it may be involved in the illegal wildlife trade. So clearly the said handbag was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> No. So, products derived from alligator are allowed into Australia, but are strictly regulated and monitored through the Convention on International Trade and Endangered Species of Wild Fauna and Flora. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Uh, Commonly known as sites, uh, to protect species that may be adversely affected by illicit markets. Uh, The the import permit, which would have cost $70, needed to accompany the wildlife product under the rules. Good. So that's good because that's ridiculous. Twenty-six thousand uh, slammers, um, and you don't you forget to get the seventy buck permit, and uh, she's you should, gone. Shouldn't have had alligator handbag anyway. Correct. Um, they're very nice to eat, but <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. I mean, it's uh, no. I, I don't think it's insane, don't you? Now, um, I want to tell you a little story because um, my uh, wife is bemoaning the fact that she can't get to the hairdresser at the minute. And many women out there would be in the same boat because they do like to get quaffed and and look after themselves. um, And die a need of seeing a quaffologist. I really don't need to attend hairdresser, haven't Uh, done for 15 years. (laughs) I tend to that uh, self-maintenance myself, yes. Prescribed to self-maintenance. Yes. Yeah, very good. But here's a story of um, a man who hasn't um, cut his hair now for uh, 80 years. Wow. Yeah. Dong, Dong Hoa, Vietnam. Reuters. Corona lo- lockdowns have caused many men across the world to grow their hair longer than usual. None compare with Vietnam's Nhung Van Chin, 
who has gone 80 years without a trim. The 92-year-old from the southern Mekong Delta region is the proud owner of five-metre-long dreadlocks. Five metres? Owing to his belief in a faith that prescribes leaving untouched what a poor person is born with. I believe if I cut my hair, I will die, he said. I dare not change anything, not even combing it, he told um, Reuters in his village. I only nurture it, cover it with a scarf, scarf to keep it dry and clean and looking nice. Chen, who worships nine powers and seven gods, believes it was his calling to grow his hair, which he bundles up under an orange turban. So I was going to say, so it would look like he's got an ice cream cone on his head. Huge turban. Actually, no, a witch's hat. No one's got a bigger <laughs> turban than mine. <laughs> that would usually look like a witch's hat on top of his head. He follows a near obsolete faith known as Dua, D-U-A, yeah. the coconut religion. Oh. Named after its founder, who claimed he only survived on coconuts to retain his vitality. They've got a fear. Dua is banned in Vietnam and categorised as a false belief. Right. Mm. Yeah, no, they, they've got a fear, those people. Mm. Yeah, fear of scissors. Mm. <laughs> Clearly. So that's a lot of hair. That's a lot that's of hair. That's a lot mate. of that, dreadlock that, going on like, there. I mean, there wouldn't be too many uh, brides. You know, head trains that uh, yeah. that, that would be five metres. Tipping the bloke single. Yeah. Mm. God, can you imagine? Mm. It'd take him a week to dry it. You had a piece, you had a piece on another hairstyle yeah, um, thing, didn't you? Yeah, no. I, a crazy I, hairstyle well, thing. I, I've seen, I've actually seen video mm. uh, of not what I'm going to talk about here, sorry, not this particular case, but I've, I've seen it to actually support the fact that I think this is absolutely true. Um. So there was a chap that uh, who suggested if you think you've had a bad hair day, uh, you might want to think again. A man went to a French hair salon. No, it's all happening over there. Handbags with alligators. And... So he's gone to a French hair salon, walked out with a burnt forehead that forced him off work for a week after his stylist attempted an Egyptian burning technique he hadn't quite mastered. <laughs> Look, I don't know how to do this, but let me have a crack yeah, at yeah. it. Oh, I've got this kerosene, and I've got this little uh, lighter, Let's and I, have think, a crack. I, I think they go together. So, let, let me go on. Um, police on Friday said the client whose identity has not been disclosed, because he's burnt. For fear of ri- ridicule. <laughs> yeah, they've had to go to uh, Teeth Records. <laughs> Filed a complaint last week uh, after going for a haircut in a small Brittany town of um, Lanyon, I think is pronounced. His stylist put gel on his hair took a lighter, <laughs> and suddenly he, he lit on his hair. The victim panicked and was burnt on the forehead, Officer Daniel Kadrayan uh, uh, said. Uh, he said, police discovered it was an Egyptian technique where you burn a bit of hair to make it more malleable to style, more for the kinky hair. <laughs> now... So it's, it's, Hand on heart, I've I've seen I've seen stuff on a video. Yeah. You should go and look it up. And it's it looks to me like it's in India or Pakistan or somewhere. I think it might even be India. And dead set, there is a bloke sitting in the in the chair. There's a bloke behind him, and Wooshka, he lights it up. But then he's he's working it right. He's he's got I don't know what he's got, but he's just and it it's a, and it looks like it is about being more malleable because they might have thicker type of hair or whatever, but. He does end up putting it out. <laughs> this bike this bike's l- forgot to put out the fire. Yeah, this bike didn't have a fire extinguisher. <laughs> anyway, old mate's um, 
got a new look. <laughs> got a new he's, look. He's got uh, now um, his hair's good, but he has no eyebrows. He got he got a bit he got a bit of forehead exfoliation oh, as mate, a bonus. Can you imagine what the hell are you doing back there? <laughs> Did Michael Jackson get his hair? Oh, didn't uh, doing a Pepsi ad? Yeah, wasn't it something on stage? Wasn't yeah, it something? something where like, it one of the flash pots <laughs> went off and boom, Wooshka. new yeah, hairstyle yeah, no, for he Michael. Up, he ended up with a skinny nose then. <laughs> Change colour, oh, mate. So there you go. Uh, some of the crazy things that people do in the world. But uh, honestly, go, I'm going to go and look it up uh, when I get home uh, about that burning of the hair thing because I, I'm quite sure it is actually real. Um, and Why don't they use scissors instead of burning it, it down? Or is it like what? trying to do a fire break on your forehead? Why don't you just wash it and maybe put some conditioners What's through it and make that a bit, that? you know? I mean, you could probably even put some oil of some description through it, you know, almond oil or something, <laughs> but... Anyway, uh, there's no lighter coming near my head anytime no, soon. No, not anytime soon. Not after mail. that. All right. All right what now, we're going to take a song. Oh, good. Because we're going to play songs about travelling and getting away. And, and here's what. What and what's great about coming into the studio? Yeah. I get to play all these songs. Yeah. And I've got these great head. They've got great headphones. In yeah, there. they have got the best headphones can, going around. You can crank it, and you can crank <laughs> it. And uh, I love listening to music with headphones because yeah, yeah. you can really let cool. it go. So yeah. we're going to let this one really go. Right, right, go.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. How good? How good's Lenny? Is the boy Kravitz? Uh, the Kravitz lad. He goes all right. The Kravitz boy. Oh, we love the Kravitz lad right. on this show, don't we? Fly away. That's what we all want to do. Scotty is fly away. Yep. No, he's a, an absolute ripper. Right? I mean, we, you know, we often talk about those uh, those songs that will just keep travelling in time, and uh, he is a master at one of the, at, uh, at producing those. There's no doubt. So, Scotty, I want to fly away to Japan. Right. Right now. Right. I'm going to take you to Japan. What's happening in Japan? Well, they're offering coffins and chainsaws for stress relief in Japan at the moment. Okay. Do you get them uh, simultaneously? Yes, you do. Finding the pandemic scary, a Japanese group is trying to take people's minds off COVID-19 by putting them in coffins surrounded by chainsaw-wielding zombies. Right. And uh, customers at yeah. uh, this week in Tokyo can lie in a two meter windowed box listening to a horror story, watching actors perform and getting poked with fake hands and squirted with water, uh, and they wield chainsaws. The pandemic is stressful, and we hope people can find a bit of relief by having a good scream, really? <laughs> said Kenta Iwana, coordinator of production company Scare Squad, right. which is putting on the 15 minute shows. People pay for these shows. It's eight bucks a show, right, for fifteen minutes, and um, he's they're so successful. He's scrambling for work for actors. He's, he needs actors. Oh my goodness! Um, so he's also offering drive-in horror shows and a range of other things. He yep. said customers too are looking for alternatives and a way to blow off steam. Lots of events have been cancelled because of the virus, and I was looking away for a way to get rid of my stress. Said said a customer. I feel relaxed now. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So he's got he's got people shipping in from around the country just to, to just go to these shows. So they put them in a coffin and uh, squirt them with water, and they've got fake hands. It's in the dark, and then they've got actors with chainsaws. So this is the same country that built uh, glass transparent multi-sex public toilets in public. Correct. <laughs> they did. They're great. They're rippers. Oh. He said. Um, of the business, we needed to have something that we could take anywhere, and coffins are easy to move. Uh, all you need to do is put them in a dark room. It's good business for us and satisfying for our customers, he said. Oh, there you go. Seriously? There's a business idea for you. Oh, you reckon we'd go for it here? Fail. <laughs> okay, so just let me think about this for a minute. It's not it, much different from going to, you know, the, the it's, it's, it's a, just a step up from the horror train ride at Luna Park. Yeah. Um, no. Nah. Okay, so here's a really crazy idea. How about you go and um, go into a room and get a a really super comfortable sort of chaise lounge or something, one of those recliner chairs, put on a set of virtual reality goggles that actually takes you out on a boat into uh, into the Great Barrier Reef. And then the next minute, you actually uh, feel as though you're snorkeling out with the fish and the turtles and the tortoises. And then you come back and you get onto the boat and then you lie on a banana lounge on the boat on the way back. And they turn the heat up in the room a little bit. And so you get a little bit hotter, feeling as though you're sunbaking in the sun. And then you come back and you're standing around in a room and you've got a whole bunch of cocktails going on and some nice music. And how's that for an idea? You'd find that more relaxing than lying in a coffin surrounded by chainsaw-wielding zombies? Yeah, I'm just a weird sort of Call dude, me old-fashioned. Call, 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 call me hard to please. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just a thought. Just a thought. 
They do things a bit differently in Japan. I had you on the journey, though, didn't you? You did. I thought you were going to say when you were snorkeling that it's just a big, giant, great white came up and got you. Uh, no, and not a stingray either. So No, not a So staying in Japan. That's uh, nuts. Yeah, they, they, I love Japan. They they're could, crazy, aren't they? They're crazy people. They do some really crazy stuff. Those crazy sports they do. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, we've yeah. got to stand on a block of ice for three days and not be able to let it go and have a pee or, right. you know, or get, you get whacked in the bollocks with ice cubes Yeah, or and they hang weights off their... Yeah, hang weights off their uh, uh, arms, bits. I think. Yeah, yeah other bits. <laughs> so, God, I've seen some videos like that make your eyes boggle. Um, they've also done this. They've, um, because no one can go to the baseball, they love baseball in Japan. Yeah. So the Japanese baseball team, Fukuoka Softbank Hawks, have come up with an imaginative replacement. The, the Fuku Hawks. The, the, the Fukuoka Hawks. Fukuoka Hawks. Just be careful how you I say that. Say, <laughs> oh, I've got to stop right now. It's get, in your head now. Oh, I've got to get, get It's not that great thing uh, with um, further extrapolation. Remember Sandringham Roberts uh, when he was introducing uh, the young lady who oh, won the pageant. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, Leanne. Uh, yeah. Leanne, that's um, it. Leanne. Careful where yeah, you go. Yeah. Anyway, the Leanne. Fu- the Fukuo- Just the Fukuoka Hawks, they've come up with an imaginative replacement for audiences and crowds. You know what they've come up with? Um, cardboard cutout? Dancing robots. Oh, <laughs> really? Yes. Before their latest game against Rakuten Eagles, yeah. um, 20 robots danced to the team's fight song on a podium in an otherwise empty stadium. Really? Yeah, robots. That's actually quite funny to watch. So they've got two different robots. Yeah. They've got uh, Pepper. It's a humanoid robot, and they've got others that uh, are on four legs like a dog. Really? They stamped and shimmied in a choreographed dance routine that is usually performed by the Hawks fans before games in the 40,000 capacity Fukuoka Dome. Some of the robots wore Hawks caps and waved flags supporting the team. Right. I like this last statement. Fans on social media had mixed reactions. <laughs> Hey, I, I tell you what I'd like to see. I'd like to see the Japanese take that technology, go and have a chat to the Celtics and the Rangers, and make a couple, of, make up a couple of robots that look like big, ugly, pissed blokes at the footy, and just let them smack on. The, the chuck, chuck darts <laughs> yeah, at each other. Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> bash be, on. Well, and, and I tell you, the thought that came to mind was that uh, I think I shared with you two weeks ago the image of that robot. Oh, the, I watched the, that. The, the, how good is that? Scary, man. I mean, he, he's... The whole thing, though, not just how he moves, but the pulling of a gun and shooting three targets, and then the bloke steps in front of him yeah. and doesn't shoot him. Yeah, yeah I hope the, uh, I hope I hope the programming. I hope, I hope the programs have had a good sleep. <laughs> <laughs> You're correct. That was seriously uh, frightening to watch. Yeah. Anyway, that's where we're going. Um, talk about frightening. Can I talk to you about Facebook? Oh yeah. Well, I'm familiar with it. Um, familiar with the uh, familiar with their work. Familiar you, with the medium. With, with medium, Ratsy. Familiar with their platform. Mm. Um, so when I read the uh, headline, which came across as ten ways Facebook uses your data. Mm-hmm. Now I've shared some of these stories. Well, with you, you love this. Stuff. Where, well, you know, where I'll talk about something just in the house, mm. and the next day, lo and behold, you know, and it might be dog biscuits or a doggy day bed or something. There's an ad on my phone for exactly what I've been talking about the day before. Well, I actually tested it this week. Did it work? Mm. Yeah. I Googled something that I would never have Googled before, and well, it came up in my feed. Okay. Don't worry about Googling. Just talk. Well, I don't have series or anything like that no, in my yeah. house. It's, it's all about the algorithms that are in your phone, old son. Oh, is it? Yep. So this is the bit that's going to scare you now, right? 
Facebook is one of the world's most persuasive brands, one of the world's richest tech companies, and boasts more than 2.7 billion monthly active users. 2.7 billion monthly active. Mm. Um, and how does it make its money? As founder Zuckerberg told U.S. Congress Senator, we run ads. <laughs> really? Um, it sells those ads uh, using information about you. Here are ten ways. Uh, here are ten covert ways Facebook uses your details. So, the emphasis on covert. Covert. Um, <clears throat> You're right. I'm going to write these down. Certainly not overt. Oh, I still need to look at your phone because there are seven settings you can change. Okay. Um, in what you can do to limit its spread, Facebook tracks you. The off-Facebook activity settings lists all external apps and websites sharing data about you with Facebook. Uh, there could be hundreds. You can turn this setting off and clear your oh, history. Is that, is that where it says sometimes <clears throat> sign in using Facebook? Yep. Aye. So you can turn off. Uh, so you can turn off this setting. Um, uh, so activity settings lists, right? So you just got to find your activity settings, and you can turn that off. Likes as endorsements. The company shows your social actions such as liking brands to other users. Turn this off in ad settings. You'll have to show me later. Yeah, I'll, I'll try uh, and do I'll, it as you're speaking and no, I can't. that's all right. No, we'll, I'll, I'll photo... I'll, uh, I found settings. It's yeah, as far okay. as I've got. <laughs> all right. So, uh, number three. Collects contact details. It gets details such as your name, email address, phone number from other companies you use and lets businesses use these details to advertise to you block them one by one your ad preference in your your ad preferences now i don't know if that's in your ad preferences in facebook or in your actual phone settings so we might need a bit of um, r&d there or maybe just (laughs) r&r research and research (laughs) there'd be no development it's already been done Um, it knows your face the social network analyzes photos and video uploads to it and assigns your face a template so it can identify you in media uploaded by others. Uh-huh. You can turn this feature off and turn on timeline review to stop others tagging you without permission. Uh-huh. Right? So we're getting somewhere now. Uh, guesses your interests. To sell ads, Facebook predicts your personal interests based on what you view on its platform. You can check these in ad preferences. Again, this ad preferences is the well, whole... This is, this is the this heartbeat is, of Facebook. The, this is the golden... This is the goose laying the golden egg here. Oh, yeah. This is the, this is the tomb of Tutankhamen. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is pulling Excalibur out of the stone. That's right. <laughs> this is the holy grail. The holy grail, Facebook. that's right. We'll go with the holy grail. This is um, Mecca. It knows where you are. Yeah. The company can log your location even when you don't have its app open. Users should turn off location services and deny location permissions on phones to stop this. Right. So you go to your location services in your settings and you go off. Right. Uh, because what it does, uh, in a lot of cases though, people ask you to turn it on so they can then tell you where you are in relation to where you want to go oh, buy like something. If you want to go to the, you the, wanna, the man that sells the wine. The closest mire or, yeah. you know, whatever it be. Right. So okay. it's trying to help you, but it's tracking you. But it knows where you are. Yep. Um, when you sign up for Facebook or install the app afresh, it asks you for your contact list. It uses this to suggest friends and target you with ads. Mm. You can remove this after the fact in the managing your data section. Right. I think I know how to get into there. Um, it uses your number. The company's app regularly asks users to provide their phone. And this to me, now this, I reckon the pennies just dropped with me here. I keep getting phone calls going, where the hell did you get my phone number from? So it's potentially that I've given it to somebody else that I legitimately want to be a part of, and they've unsold it. 
or networked it. Because I, I, I'm getting phone calls from Singapore at the moment. I'm just ringing you about blah. I'm going, no, you're not. I get a lot of overseas ones. that Denmark, that, Singapore. Yeah, Tunisia. Yeah, I Tunisia. yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Hmm. Right. I don't have any friends in Tunisia. There's right. one There's one really good solution. You yeah. go to the $2 shop and you buy a whistle. <laughs> as loud as you can, you pierce it down the phone. You're never going to call. The company's app, uh, so this is using your number. Companies app regularly they ask users to provide their phone number, but last year was forced to admit it uses the information for advertising rather than security. You can delete it from Facebook's general settings. So there we go. We've got to go back into the Facebook. Yeah, you're gonna have to show me where all this uh, gold is. You'll have to take me down the tomb. It tells you. It tells Google about you. Facebook uh, profiles. Oh, they're mates, are they? Oh, Facebook and Google. I tell you what, they they're under the doona. Are they swinging hands? They're they're under the doona big time. They're swinging hands down the. Oh, mate. Down the yeah, highway, yeah, the internet I, highway. I there's plenty of Kush Makundi bitters between these two. Uh, profile, Facebook profiles are indexed by Google, so your information will show up in web searches. You can turn it off in privacy settings. Ah, that's what I need to do. Yeah, so pri- so that's three categories now. Yes. So ad preferences, yeah, um, them down. Facebook, and privacy settings. Yeah. If you've chosen login with Facebook for an outside app, here's to your point, yeah. Facebook will share your information with them. Oh, will they? Turn that off in apps and websites settings. Right. So okay, um, that basically that should would cut down my email traffic by about five yeah. <laughs> <laughs> percent. Of which they've now written another um, algorithm to get round all of these. Get round all <laughs> anyway, we'll have a we'll have a crack at that. I haven't done. I've got a uh, I've got a new phone myself recently, and I haven't I haven't done the same. That so. was Scotty's tech. So talk. that's tech talk Talking for this week. Data privacy for this week. <laughs> Yeah. An important how, subject for all you girls and guys. How, how Facebook owns you without you knowing. That's it. That's uh, anyway, it. Um, over to you, 30 all. Well, look, you know, <laughs> I, I, that's good, but I'm going to take another topic here. Right. I, I want to talk to you about Guinness Book of World Records because, you right. know, we're going to do one of these one day. Oh, yeah, we're going to set one, aren't we? So I've been um, looking around for... A record that we could chase, so we could get in the book. Is it the men's 100 trolleys at Yumcha? <laughs> I had a look. I had a look for that. Uh, the nearest I could find was the Japanese hot dog eating competition, and oh. I think that's they've, hey. they've got us covered on that on that one. Well, maybe we set up a whole new category. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether we have three, because yeah. then we're still the world record holders in a new category. Correct. <laughs> well, this is. I'm getting the official paperwork oh. <laughs> as I speak, but oh, uh, I came across this one. Yes. It's a new world record. Yes, it's a fisherman. Yes. And he, in tw- the Guinness Book of World Records, he broke his own previous world record. This is a guy that catches fish oh, yeah. for 24 hours. Tell me about this. And his name's Jeff Kolodzinski. Kolod- sure it's not Jeff Hooker. He's a fisherman <laughs> known as the Marathon Man. Oh. He began fishing at 9 a.m. Wednesday yeah. in Peoria in the U.S. and ended his attempt at 9 a.m. Thursday. After catching... 2,645 fish Jeepers. in 24 hours. Now, clearly the lake's full of fish, right? He's yeah. not trying to fish, yeah. you know, just out in the bay. Yeah. Um, they put all the fish in and he's got to, you know, hook them and reel them in. Is, is it one of those where he's basically, he doesn't even have a fishing rod? You know where they just have a sort of a stick with a hook on the end and they just hook, flick, hook, flick? They it, do it with salmon or tuna or didn't, something. Didn't, look, didn't go to the videotape. 
Because otherwise, what, he's putting a bit of bait on and then putting yeah, it in and bringing the, getting the net. Well, he's, not, he's, not tying the, tying the, he's not tying the fly on, mate. mate. He's, he, he's he, just chucking it in and pulling them out. Nah, he's shooting fish in a barrel, mate. <laughs> That's what he's doing. I think he's got a centred hook. <laughs> I think he's got a hundred hooks on one line. <laughs> it, could be. it could be. Because when you break it down, which I did, because you I know did. you're mathematically oh, inclined. I, you know I like to break things down to the so, most simple... Um, t- 2,645. Fish in 24 hours. The first question you were going to ask me is... How many in a minute? How many in an hour? In an hour, right, okay. 220 in an hour. 220 in an hour, that's good. And in a minute... Yeah, divide by 60. 3.6 every minute. That's what I mean. So who hasn't got time to... To re, re- pull, it hook, pull it in, get the net, put it in... Bait it. Weigh it, measure it, and then stick it in the ice chest. Now he's just going... Whoop, whoop, yeah, whoop, yeah, whoop. <laughs> I think he's in the water just throwing him out. <laughs> he's uh, raising money for the Fishing for Life Foundation, and he's trying to raise $20,000 with a noble cause. I don't know what the Fishing for Life Foundation was. I tried to look it up. We've got to see if we can but, find um, vision of him. I need to find the secretary of the Fishing for Life oh, Foundation and interview them. Oh, you need to find the association. The association. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's officially recognised, the foundation. But anyway, um, that's a lot of fish. That's a lot of fish. Now, if if he was Rex Hunt, he'd have to kiss each one of those fish and chuck them back in. Yeah, he'd have he'd have, gold, he'd have chapped he'd, lips. He'd have, <laughs> <laughs> his lips would look like the fish by the time he finished. <laughs> what is it? Most fish in twenty four hours? Is it? That's it. That's it. That's well, a record. I've got apparently. to see if we can find uh, most fish caught in a day. Is this our man? Do you reckon? No, no. He's uh, Jeff, the marathon man. Oh no! Here we go. No, he's in yeah. the Guinness Book of Records because he broke his own record. Hang on. Now, how many did he do? He did 2,645. Oh, mate, he's old school. Is he? Yeah. I've got eight uh, eight years ago, Jeff, somebody, spent 24 gruelling hours on the dock of Minnesota. Same bloke. Is it? Yeah. Well, his name, uh, who's this bloke? 2,649, it says. Oh, no. No. Hang on. Uh, quest to beat most fish caught in a day. This is old mate. Um, what's his surname? Kolozinski. Yeah, Kolozinski. Yeah, that's him. Oh, he's broken it again. Well, I don't know. No, his old record was 2,172. He's just <clears throat> gone the 2,645 mark. Okay, well, they've posted this wrong, but there is uh, there's certainly a picture. Same black. There's certainly a picture of old mate here. Yeah. Yep. It's a quest to catch more than 2,649 in a day. Yeah, there you go. He's our man. So that's uh, that's your boy. So he's in the book. You can go looking for him. So I'm looking. Uh, I'm still looking in the book every week. Yep. And I'm going to find a record that we can do, mate. Yeah, we, we've got. To, there's got to be something for us, doesn't there? There is. We're going to take a break, and yep. um, we'll keep looking. Keep looking at that Guinness Book of World Record, up, mate. There'll be something there for us. See you soon. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block-out blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502 1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM Sponsor. Imagine never having seen the faces of your children. That was a reality for Thol, a Cambodian woman who went cataract blind when she was younger. Now imagine her being able to see her child for the first time. Imagine the joy on her face. We call it the Fred moment. And all it can take is a $25 donation to the Fred Hollows Foundation. If you'd like to make a Fred moment happen, then please donate at hollows.org today. 
Hey, g'day. You got a minute to talk about organ and tissue donation? Before the game starts? Me? Well, I've registered to be a donor. It was really quick to do. It's great to know that there's more Australians like me saying yes to organ donation than ever before. Because there's always someone who'll need a transplant. One day it could be you, or me, or one of our family members. So why not say yes to donation and register today at donatelife.gov.au. This project is sponsored by the Organ and Tissue Authority. From Paran to Parkdale, you're listening to Southern FM.
another song there, Scotty, about Take Me Away on Your Big Jet Riding Plane. Riding on a Big Jet Plane. That's it. Angus and Julia. Beautiful song. I've heard it. I didn't. Uh, I couldn't have named the band to save myself. Great little uh, Australian artists they are. I've certainly, yes. uh, I've certainly heard the tune before. All like to be flying away on a big jet plane. I'm going to talk to you a little, probably after the, you know, about 10 or 15, about where I'd like to go so next. This is going to be your, your travel piece, is it? I'm going to have a travel piece every week. Yep. I'm going to talk a place about a place where I have been or going to go. Yep. Because it's time to start planning. All right. Uh, well, I've but just, before then, you've got a couple of interesting. Well, I pieces. do, but and uh, just ahead of that, I've just received um, uh, a little uh, COVID uh, uh, virus update, some uh, some factual updates that uh, I think would be uh, uh, would be uh, fair for us to uh, share. Um, and I just thought I'd. Uh, uh, I know we don't want to sort of go and do it, but it's, it's just some facts. Um, so let me uh, go through this. Uh, it says the virus can travel 1.5 meters. It cannot travel 1.6 or greater. Uh, it can live on all surfaces except anything from Australia Post or Amazon. <laughs> um, it does not live in Target, Coles, Woolies, Aldis or Bunnings And it's only deadly in pubs, restaurants, small businesses, hair salons, beaches and especially churches It cannot live on uh, food or drink as, uh, <clears throat> as long as you get, get, uh, get it to go so there's just a, a little update, just to you know, to, to share with the uh, share with the listeners. So some important things. So yeah, fun facts. No, just some fun facts. Fun oh facts. My God, seriously. Hey, um, I did have this little piece that I did, caught my eye. I mean, when you when you have the two words, Molly's mellow, uh, melodrama. Or Melodramana. Whatever Melodramana. <laughs> Melo- he had a show called Molly's Melodrama where he might have had a skit on Hey Hate Saturday called uh, Molly's Melodrama. Yeah, there was something about that, wasn't yeah, there? Something like that. Well, I'll tell you what, he's, um, it seems as though there's been some interesting people that have been to his house, and you shared with me that you've been to his oh, house. I've been to Molly's house? Yeah. Yes. Anyway. I went, uh, went with Molly to the, the football at the MCG once, and he met at his house first through a mutual friend well, of ours and first someone who's been on the program. Yeah, Mr. Right. Andrew Watt. Yeah, very he's a good. Good friend of Molly's, and uh, um, very good. It's a lovely house. It's a small house, but it's um, full of Egyptology. Um, yes, and in fact, that's a lovely segue for me to share with you that uh, one of his guests that he's actually had at his house was the um, the late Princess Diana. Amongst, um, amongst, amongst <laughs> many others. other, in fact, she attended um, with uh, Sir Elton John. Um, anyway, I was going to say amongst many other queens, but that would be yeah. a really lame gag. Well, I, well yeah. just hang on. There's a little piece at the end that'll, uh, <laughs> that'll just make you laugh. Um, Elton John, uh, sorry, Elton John and his mother actually visited Molly's home. What's Elton John's mother's name? Uh, Sheila. Sheila. Yeah. Sheila. It is not, is it? Uh, her name is Sheila. That's hysterical. Yep, yep. and Good it's not her. Sheila John. Obviously. No, because that was it? his stage name. So his real name was, was, was it, Reginald Dwight. R- R- Dwight. So she's Sheila, Sheila Dwight. Dwight. Sheila Dwight. Um, so they visited the home, adored with Egyptian um, themes and artifacts, uh, and lush gardens surrounding a 10 metre pool. Have you seen the pool? I've seen the pool. I haven't swum in it, but I've seen okay, it. Okay, so uh, Elton was very comfortable there, Meldrum told Confidential. He looked around, then went outside to see the pool. 
Nice spa, he said. <laughs> when are you building the pool? <laughs> uh, yeah. Excuse me, Molly replied to Super Sargis, adding, I almost pushed him in the bloody pool. <laughs> Uh, Princess Diana insisted on a stopover at Molly's house when told about the artefacts of the Egyptian uh, delights. Upon entering the house, Meldrum's PA at the time, singer uh, Lynn Randall, looked up, saw Princess of Wales and shrieked, You've got to be kidding me. Joking. <laughs> joking. Before composing herself to ask, You probably want a bloody cuppa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Meldrum, uh, Meldrum then goes on to say, he rang Sir Elton John the day after the superstar dedicated a song to him at a concert in Melbourne. The dedication, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, ended a seven-year feud sparked, off, sparked by off-the-record banter being used in Meldrum's interview with Sir Elton for a Channel 7 uh, show. I told Elton, you could have picked a better song. And he said, what are you talking about, Molly? You're part of that song. <laughs> Meldrum suggested... The bitch is back, to which Elton replied, Oh, lovely. Everyone knows about you already. They <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, had a, oh, a funny, two funny. Yeah, two but funny I, think they're, I think they're all on the same page now. So, um, firm um, friends, yeah. Firm yeah. Friends. Hey, um, do, you want to, do you want to talk to us about your travel plans? Well, I do. Um, I do, actually, because I've, I've, I've thought that if you can't travel, the next best thing to do is plan. 100%. So, um, you've been to Italy, I take it? No. No. Okay. No. Well, I have yep. several times, um, and I've been to some wonderful places. We were last there in uh, four years ago. Four years ago. Yep. Yeah. Seems like yesterday, but it was four years ago. We really? flew in to Italy. We were doing a, a trip around Europe. Where did you fly into? Did you fly into Milan or? Well, we actually. Um, to... We flew into. Um, we we, came, we were coming from Spain, and we flew into Madrid. <laughs> Madrid. Um, and we went up to Lake Como. Oh, yep, which okay. Which is beautiful. Then we came down to the Cinque Terre, which is um, Santa Margarita, near Portofino. Is that on the west coast? San Frantioso. Um, yes, down it's on the west coast. And Portofino it's up, and... up past Genoa, just around from Genoa, so where it, where it turns to come down. Yeah, okay. So you're right up in that sort of uh, corner. Yep. Um, that northeast corner, northwest corner of Italy, above Genoa, between Turin, in, in, in there, that's all... Piedmont, that's um, Barolo country. I'll come back to that. Yeah, that's okay. beautiful wine. Yep. Then you come around down to Santa Margarita, down near, near where Portofino and the Chiquitera is. That's on the northwest sort of coast as it comes round. North and west. Co- oh, yeah. Beautiful. Okay. And, you, you, and there's some lovely old towns hanging on the cliff. You've, if you've heard about the Chiquitera. Yep. And the walking trails, which you can't walk all the time because they have landslides. But right. That's um, Monte Rosso, Venazza, Manarola. Um, all those places. Beautiful. I've been to Florence, which is in the heart of obviously um, right. Tuscany, which is beautiful. You can go to Siena and Pisa and places like this. Yep. Um, and, and of course, Rome. We finished up Rome. in Rome, which yep. is, I don't know, the greatest cities in the world, Rome. Is it's it? It's stunning. It's right. stunning in every respect from the history yep. of the place, easy to walk, um, food, wine. People, fantastic. Place. You're safe. Do oh, you feel safe? Absolutely. Yeah. You don't feel threatened at all in yeah. any of these sort of places. Yeah. Um, so we did stay near. We stayed in um, near the Forum, near the Colosseum there, Vera Barn. It was really, really nice place. Next, I think we'll probably stay if you know Rome, over towards the Pantheon, 
over that way, but it'll be a while until we get back there. But we are planning to go over in 2022. Yep. And we're going to go and stay at a little place outside of Rome, um, just northeast of Rome, for a friend's um, major milestone, and we're going to rent a villa and uh, hang out there, do a bit of stuff. And then we're going to pop down to the Amalfi Coast, which is I've always wanted to do that. That's um, If you go past Naples, past Napoli, Sorrento, Capri, it's just yep. around the corner there. And um, um, I've never been. Uh, always wanted to go. Well, the way we go, we, we might come with you. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're, you're welcome to tag along. We'll do an OB, we'll, we'll mate. Give you, we'll, give you a, we'll give the party a miss, but you talk about everything that we were wanting to do ourselves. The, the Amalfi, stunning, apparently. Yep. But then I'm going to go to Sardinia. Are you? So if you go west of Italy, there's two islands. There's Corsica yes. and Sardinia. Is that on the way to Croatia? No, 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 the other way. So oh, the back, other way. Back towards Spain and France. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so if you look yeah, at yeah, Italy yeah, yeah. and you look west, yep. there's Sorry. Corsica, which belongs to France. Yep. And there's Got Sardinia yep. that belongs to Italy. Yep. And I've been doing a bit of research on Sardinia. So if anybody's ever been, I'd... Welcome hearing from them. And we're going to go to the northeast coast of Sardinia, where it's called the Costa Smeralda. Oh, of course it is. And I'd love to learn all about that. I'm doing a bit of research at the moment, but it's renowned for gorgeous water and snorkeling and really? beaches and sand and oh, yeah. all that stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <clears throat> I was going to uh, duck up to where the Monaco Grand Prix was held. Of course you are. Is, was held. So yeah. or is, well, yeah. we originally planned this. This trip was going to be next year. Yep. Or this next year, and we were going to. The reason we were going to the place outside of Rome, it's where the um, the Ryder Cup was going to be played. Uh, really? I think so. Golf. Golf. Really? Yeah. Okay. But it's all been yeah. shuffled around and shuffled around and yep. kiboshed and you know, all that sort of stuff. So that's all. Yep. That's all gone now. So we're not doing any of that anymore. Right. But um, I've as part of my research. Um, so I'd love to hear from anyone that's been to Sardinia or thinking of going because I'd love to get your notes on it. Yep. been studying the wine that comes from Sardinia because Italy is renowned for wine. You, you only have to go... Yep. Uh, arguably, the best wine in the world, my personal preference, would be Piedmont wines, Barolo, Nebbiolo, um, Barbaresco, call it what you want to call it. All that comes out of that northwest corner of uh, of Italy. It's beautiful. It's aged. It's lots of tannins. Big red. Love it. Yep. And then obviously you come down to Florence and Tuscany, and you've got all the Sangiovese and Chiantis and all that sort of stuff. So I looked at Sardinian wine. They've got a Vermentino, which is a white wine, and you can get Vermentino here from Italy. So yep. you're going to try a bit of that. Yep. There's a Turbato. Which is another uh, sort of almost a Spanishy sort of white wine you can get. They've got a thing called a Malvasia, which is a fruity sort of straw yellow nutty sort of wine. Yep. And their red is a Grenache. It's Cananau. Yeah. Which right. is uh, which is French Spanish Grenache, which is wine I like drinking. Yes. So I don't think I'm going to have a problem with the wine side I of things. Don't in think you will. I think the food might be just okay as well. The food <laughs> is predominantly seafood, yeah. caught fresh out of how, the ocean. How good? How good would that no. be? And there's a few goats that and lambs that get around the island too that find right. their way on your plate as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's what my plan is: is to Rome, bit of Malfi, over to um, over to Sardinia. If we've got a bit of extra time, we might. 
We might talk about it next week. We might pop over to Croatia and have a look at that. Yeah, so, I, I was looking at that. So uh, what were you, you were planning to go now? Ne- now. now. <laughs> Sorry about that, Chief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry I mentioned the war. Missed by that much. Sorry I mentioned the war. <laughs> so what I'm going to do That's each week is, is I'll keep you up to speed with these plans. But um, I'm going to, we're going to have a travel segment each week, and I'm going to talk to people through the week about their favourite places they've been. I think that's a marvellous idea. Because we all need inspiration to travel. Don't we ever. So even if we don't get to half these places, half the fun is in the Googling. Yeah, half the fun's just in the the planning and chatting. So guess what's been coming up in my Facebook feed this week? Uh, Vermentino. Yeah, I was going to say any anything about uh, anything about what you've been looking at. So <laughs> that's exactly right. Oh, seriously. So um, take a quick break. Um, play the last of our um, loosely thematic travel sh- songs. <laughs> no, they've been, oh, been a I've, sort of I've, a, I've, I really enjoyed them. Bit an esoteric no, sort of bunch of songs no, today. They've been very good. Mate. And then we've still got a yard of material to get through. Well, we old. do. I don't know how much we're going to get through, but I, I, I still want to talk to you about the old, old mate in the, in the Amazon, and yeah. I still got. A, I'm concerned about the barbecue, and I did want to talk about the bionic eye. If we can, I we want can... to talk to you about cakes that look like toilet rolls too. Yeah, so we'll, we'll come back after right. the break and talk we'll about those. We'll smash it out. Cheers, mate. See ya. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block-out blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502 1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. Hey, I'm Matty Ryan. I'm Caitlin Bassett. I'm Alex Deminor. These are extraordinary times. The presence of COVID-19 means that each and every one of us is facing our toughest ever opposition. And although we stand apart, if we work together as a team and play by the rules, we'll soon get back to playing and watching the sport we love. We need your support now more than ever. So let's play by the rules. Wash your hands and listen to advice. If we play by the rules. If we play by the rules. We'll all get through this together. For Sam, even the sound of coronavirus was frightening. Being admitted to the COVID ward, people coughing, the people gasping for air, was terrifying because I knew that that was what was ahead. If you need the motivation, think of those people that you care about most and them not being able to breathe. Please play your part. For details, go to vic.gov.au forward slash coronavirus. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. From Mordialic to Malvern, you're listening to Southern FM.
been binge listening to world party all week shipper fools great great track from a great band i've been binging world party this week have you i i go on these (laughs) binges of music right and what's great about it is you just that uh, spotify or any streaming service just keep playing and they'll keep playing their songs and then until they reach the end of what they thought they had right and then they'll go into something that sounds familiar and then they'll come back Ah. And they'll find something again. So right. oh, I've been having a wonderful time doing a bit of painting and listening to World Party. Oh. Well, that's very good. That's probably my favourite part of the week this week. All right. So I thought I'd play you them because there's a loose thing around ships and sailing away and all that sort of stuff. Very esoteric take on travel. Excellent. There I've you enjoyed, have it, Scotty. I've enjoyed all of those today. Now, I did say, and I think uh, it might be nice to sort of have a, uh, a bit of a, oh, that's nice, peace. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> oh, that's, that's nice, dear. That's nice, dear. <laughs> that's nice, dear. Um, anyway, so I, I just was thinking this morning, you know, I wonder what, uh, wonder what some of the best quotes are of all time, and you know, what what are some good quotes? And I, I found well, one. These are like some some movie quotes. Well, no, these are, are sort of these are by all inspirational. Sort of, yeah, quotes? Well, these are actually uh, famous quotes on life, love, and success. Oh, so how about there's a little bit of a, a montage oh. of different quotes? So let me let me share some of these with you. Um, the group noun of quotes might be a. Cornucopia. A cornucopia. Perhaps. You're probably more like a gaggle. (laughs) A a quorum of quotes. A quorum of quotes. Mm, Could be a parliament of quotes. Fire away. All right, let me share some of these. Um, You know you're in love when you can't fall asleep because reality is finally better than your dreams. That's nice, dear. That's nice, dear. That's by Dr. Zeus. (laughs) Um, he of the green eggs and ham. See if you can uh, see if you can remotely pick who this might be. Right. I'm selfish, impatient, and a little insecure. I make mistakes. I'm out of control at times and hard to handle. But if you can't handle me at my worst, then you sure as hell don't deserve me at my best. Wow, who might that be? 
Sounds like a like think about a, tr- a troubled woman with um, a troubled May West. Nearly Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Anyway, there same sort of uh, same sort of feel. Um, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. Now I did know who gave us that quote. Um, Not with us anymore. No. Um, no. It's, it's got me. It's a good quote. John though. Lennon. John Lennon. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, next one is uh, get busy living or get busy dying. <laughs> now that's that's been used in a um, in a film as right. well somewhere. Uh, get busy living or get, get busy, busy dying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the other one I love is is that uh, uh, Clint Eastwood? No, nah, Stephen King. Yeah. Oh, the author. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the one line uh, that Bon Jovi... Not always, the footballer. No, that's right. No, no, no. <laughs> the, the one line I've always loved in the uh, Bon Jovi song is, um, I'll live a life I'm alive and I'll sleep when I'm dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so then, the first... Uh, the first or, uh, James Rain had a great song, Any Day Above Ground is a Good Day. Oh, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, spot on. The first, day, the first step towards success is taken when you refuse to be a captive of the environment... Of which you first find yourself. Wow, that's deep. That's very profound, isn't it? Yes. So it's Mark Kane. Oh, from the um, from the author Mark yes, Kane, who wrote, so. I believe so. Who wrote? Um, um, who wrote? Um, Huck, mm, Huck and Minna. What am I thinking? Don't know. Keep thinking. I'll share another one with you. Um, Is it Mark Twain or Mark Kane? Uh, well, this is Mark Kane the C. C A I N E. Next one is uh, when one door of happiness closes, another opens. But we often look so long at the closed door that we do not see the one which has been opened for us. Ah. Mm. Helen Keller. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, now, maybe this is one that might be close to what you were thinking. Twice. I was thinking, Mark Twain. Hey, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones you did do. Yeah. Mark Twain. Yeah, Mark Twain. Mm. He, um... Oh, God, he wrote... He wrote, um... What did he, he wrote write? Huckleberry Finn Huckleberry Finn. Mm, yeah. That's what he wrote. Huck Finn, yeah. Yeah, and a few good quotes. Um, when I dare to be powerful, to use my strength in the service of my vision, then it becomes less and less important whether I am afraid. That's, uh, Audrey Lord. What was that one again? When I dare to be powerful, to use my strength in the service of my vision, then it becomes less and less important whether I am afraid. Ah. Yeah. Innocent. Um, now, here's a goodie. Um, great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. Wow. That's very true. That's good. Uh, I like that. Eleanor Roosevelt. Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Teddy's uh, bow. Yep, I like that. That's, uh, I reckon that's absolutely... That's, that's bang, good, I reckon that's bang on the money. Bang on. A successful man is only one... Uh, is one who can lay a firm foundation with the bricks others have thrown at him. Ah, is that sort of a, a euphemism for resilience? Yeah, I think so. It's, um, you know, it's a bit or like catching that. bricks. Uh, that's David Brinkley. Mm. Um, those who dare to fail miserably can achieve greatly. Yeah, I like that. John F. Kennedy. Yeah, it's yep. like the other, you know. Yep. Leonardo da Vinci, you know. Yeah, all, 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 all the, the failed 
you know, hundreds of times or whatever before I was an overnight success, all yeah, those sort of ones. It's, uh, and and uh, I can't give you a short five formula for success, but I can give you a formula for failure. Try to please everybody all the time. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's good too, huh? Um, let me see. Well, just, uh, well, okay, well, here's another Roosevelt. It's hard to fail, but it's worse never to have tried to succeed. That's it. Yep. Love it. Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, Here's a very famous one. I'm a success today because I had a friend who believed in me and I didn't have the heart to let him down. Ah. Abraham Lincoln. Abe. Abe Lincoln, hey? Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, how about that one? He's a very famous person. Let us always meet each other with a smile, for the smile is the beginning of love. It's from Mother Teresa. Oh, she's yes, a champion. Uh, she ever. Um, challenges are what make life interesting, and overcoming them is what makes life meaningful. Mm. I like that too. Mm. Joshua J. Marine, is that? Um, love is a serious mental disease. <laughs> Plato. Plato. <laughs> yes. Um, is another famous person. It had uh, long since come to my attention that people of accomplishment really sat back and let things happen to them. They went out and happened to things. Yes, I like that. Leonardo da Vinci. That's the, so, that's the same as uh, make your own luck. Yeah, well, I, I think it's, uh, you know... You, you can and you just, can make your own luck. You I believe that in life. sit back and do nothing, or you can uh, take the bull by the horns and have a crack. I did look up Mark Twain, and there's a great quote by Mark Twain. Yeah, what's that? Round this out, yep. which I think um, is a euphemism for our show. <laughs> Whenever you find yourself on the side of the majority... It's time to pause and reflect. Oh, it's yeah. the old herd mentality thing. All right, and I'll, so I'll, I'll contrarian I'll, thinking. I'll leave you with just one more that just flashed at me. The just in terms of freedom, a friend is someone who gives you total freedom to be yourself. That's from Jim Morrison. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. On a musical note for you. Wise man at 27. So, yeah, so anyway, there's, right, we might find some more quotes each week on oh, I like that, Scotty. Just, just a, a bit of pause and reflect. And, it is a pause and reflect, yes. We, I think that's a, a very good thing. It's also a so, great uh, comment on the power of words. Yep, no, and we like our words here, as and you know. The power we, of positive words. Yeah, and I think we could all do with a little bit of that from time to time, and especially this time. Have you got anything else you want to throw oh, on the barbie for me? Well, what do you want to talk about the barbie? I want to talk about the barbie, right, please. Right, okay, so let's, uh, I'll praise you as quick as I can. Um, I, I love it when you just read, Australian research has revealed. So it means that the people doing the research have got no flippant idea. Where the research came oh, from. seriously, come on. So while population prides itself uh, on our steaks and having our barbie, scientists have found the high heat uh, caramelization of red meat increases a protein compound that can increase the risk of heart disease, stroke, and complications from diabetes. Well, so can eating meat, but um, the, the trick with meat is not to burn it because if you burn it, that's a carcinogen that is not good for you. Yeah. So it's the trick between getting it nice and seared on the outside, but little, you know, moist and well, red and pink in the middle. Well, they just said when red meat was seared at high temperatures, such as grilling, roasting or frying, it created compounds called advanced clayation end, A-G-E, products, which when eaten accumulate in the body and interfere with normal cell functions. Consumption of high age foods can reduce your, as in A-G-E, um, Foods can increase your total daily age intake by 25% with higher levels contributing to vascular and uh, myocardial stiffening, inflammation and uh, oxidative dis- uh, stress. 
Um, and and, and increased signs of degenerative. Degenerative. I'll get that Sounds out. like you've been eating a bit yeah. of meat. Now, these new teeth, they're just not sitting right. Um, uh, anyway, that disease. Uh, you found the diet high in red meat significantly increased age levels in blood, suggesting that it may contribute to disease progression. That's why you have your meat with three veg. <laughs> That's right. Because the three it, veg it cancels, cancels out the meat, cancels Scotty. Cancels out the meat. That's now, why meat and three veg is a thing. We're not going to have enough time to, get, to do this justice, no. but next week I want to talk to you about the bionic eye because that's uh, some great advantage. There. I'm going to keep my uh, novelty toilet roll cakes up yeah, my sleeve. Yeah, all right. But I'll, the, the last one I'll share with you then, just to maybe round things out, is the poor old mate over in the Amazon. Remember, I said we're going to we're going to head off into the jungle. Um, oh, so no, yeah. So alerting authority oh, on. Uh, so there's this chap who's no, the yeah. head of this uncontacted Amazon tribes. He's been working on them for um, about thirty years or something. Um, uh, so he's gone into the Amazon forest and he's been confronted uh, by a tribe. And that's what ha- happens to him quite regularly. So uh, um, really, uh, Franciscato, he's 56, an employee of the government's Indigenous Affairs uh, Agency called FUNE, spent his career setting up his career, right? So he's just about coming to the end of it. He's 56, uh, spent his career setting up reservations to protect to protect Brazil's tribes, right? So last week, uh, he was out there with a team, uh, moving close to a previously uncontacted tribe on the Uru Iwawao Reservation on a mission to try and protect the group from a possible encounter with outsiders. As he climbed the hill uh, to be surveyed, uh, he was hit by an arrow just above his heart. Yeah, he's, uh, he's so, totally out of luck, that bloke. So he's gone to make sure that these guys are all sort of protected and no one comes near them, and they've um, mistaken him for somebody else, it may have appeared, albeit that I don't think this tribe has ever been approached by anybody else. So I think they've looked at him as, you know, he must have looked like a grizzly bear, clearly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, poor old mate, he's he's, uh, gone. He, he's, copped a, he's copped a bow and arrow um, right above the... Uh, Right above the horse and cart, and um, he's gone. He is no longer. Well, Scotty, he's gone. He's gone. And so are we. Are we gonna, uh, we're we're away. Thanks for listening and, to uh, Smoking Guns come, every Sunday, 2 till 4. Coming right up is the AMREP radio program. Keep on the dial for that. It's good a on great, you, mate. Great uh, discourse on the latest in Aussie. Have a good week, old we'll mate. See you next week. See you. Cheers. Bye. Please be advised.